pushing God out of America, abortion, yielding U.S. sovereignty to the World Health Organization, the LGBTQ agenda, the Holy Roman Empire, famines, pestilence, earthquakes in diverse places, central bank digital currencies, open borders, world government, world religion, and the mark of the beast, and much more, all in the headlines this week. And we will analyze these events from a prophetic perspective, all while taking your calls on this open line edition of End of the Age. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of End of the Age. Now, today is your day. I know I've heard my father-in-law say that so many times that, hey, you know, it's, it's call-in day. It's a day when you can call in and hopefully get a question answered that you've always had, something that's bugging you about the end time, maybe current events, how do they... Uh, how can we use them to show that prophecies are coming to pass right now? And it's really easy to do. But I know that everybody listening to me and myself, us here at End Time Ministries, my family, we want to be prepared for the second coming of Jesus Christ. I mean, I hope that that is on your radar, right? Because if you're just working and trying to get through life and, you know, that's not on your radar then we need to have a whole, a, a whole different conversation here. But the open line edition is really, you know, it may be the most important uh, segment that we have all through the week because you can ask a question that somebody in California, that somebody in Florida never even thought to ask, and it really helps to educate people. And Q&A, to me, in a Bible study... You can teach the whole Bible study, but really the Q&A and, the, and the, um, when, when you shut the DVD off, the Q&A and everything at the end, that's where you really learn. So uh, the number to reach me today, one 363 And uh, I've got a few spots open here. We'll get to the calls here in just a moment. But when we talk about pushing God out of America... Man, I did a program on this Monday, if you'll remember. And there are so many ways that in America, people are completely ignoring the Word of God. Now, you understand all of the problems would be solved. This is how it's going to be during the 1,000-year millennial reign. But all of our problems would be solved if we would just get back to living by the Bible. If Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, all these the different people, um, Kamala Harris, if all of them, all of the global leaders and our government and everybody would just go back and say, you know, we can solve all this. Jesus Christ gave us a way to solve all this stuff. However, 
when people have their own agendas and they're looking to push their own um, a, a world government, a world religion, a, a, a precursors to a mark of the beast type situation, that's where they move off of the Bible and onto their own selfish desires. The Bible says in Romans 1, 18 through 21, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that's what, that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath showed it to them. For the invisible things of God from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead, so that people in the end time will be without an excuse. I, I've talked to people over the years that said, well, hey, the, I, I understand there's a Bible, but I don't really agree with the Bible, so I'm not going to pay any attention to that. That doesn't give you an out. That's not an excuse on the judgment day. The Bible says these things have been manifested to all by the creation of God, even the God, even uh, His eternal power in the Godhead, so that nobody is with, not, has an excuse. The Bible says, because that when they knew God, they knew there was a God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were they thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. You wonder how a, a, a Joe Biden administration can, put, can let the gas prices in America go up to $4.50 a gallon on average, $4.30, $4.40 and not care that a lot of people, it's, very, it's hurting their pocketbook, it's hurting their ability to buy groceries, a lot of different things, but they simply don't care, even though they could turn it around on a dime. They don't care because they, they do not acknowledge God, they don't care, they've got agendas they want to push, and when that happens, the Bible says that they have vain imaginations and that their foolish heart was darkened. Now, this is where we're living today, folks. If you really want to understand what's going on in the world today, I was telling my Bible study last night. I was on a great radio interview with a guy named Pete Santilli in Cincinnati, Ohio last evening. I'm on the first Thursday of every month, and last night we did it last evening. And had a great conversation talking about things going on in America and in the world. I went into my Bible study, and I told them, we did the Bible study on world religion and a lot of different things, and I told them, I said, you understand, look at historically, the fall of the Berlin Wall, everything, all of these different major historical events, they happened by grand design, most of them. And I said, now these were 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years ago. Look at what's going on right now in the world. You think that this stuff is not by grand design? The open borders the high gas prices, the now they're talking about um, a baby food shortage, formula, baby formula, that they're sending it all down on the southern border and that they're, you know, we're not having it in stores and things like that. All of this stuff, folks, grand design. This doesn't happen by accident. Under Donald Trump, we were flourishing and the economy was just screaming. And now, just a short, what, year and a half later, Everything just taking a nosedive. It's not by accident. It's not because of what Vladimir Putin is doing in Ukraine. It's all by grand design. And the Bible says 
hey, there's going to be perilous times in the end times. Why? Because people would not acknowledge God. It all goes back to the Bible. If they would acknowledge God, then they would tell the truth every time. Because the Bible says, all liars will have their part in the lake of fire. So to spin all of these uh, vain imaginations and these agendas and all these different things, it all comes down to people will not acknowledge God like they should. And when that happens, when you move off of God and when you move off of the Bible, anything is possible. I can push agendas. It doesn't matter how many people it hurts. And that's where we're living today. Thank God that when I'm serving Jesus Christ, I have a hope. Without Jesus, we would be of all men most miserable. In the Bible, God gave us a timeline from the beginning to the end of the age. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time, understand how you fit in, and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching our brand new video, The Future According to Bible Prophecy. Get your DVD of The Future According to Bible Prophecy free with a gift of any amount. Go to endtime.com slash future or call 800 endtime That's endtime.com slash future or 800-363-8463. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, And now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the end time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you. I have a quick announcement, and then we'll go straight to the phones on May 19th. This is next Thursday evening, I'm going to be teaching um, the future according to Bible prophecy down in Kaufman, Texas, just south of Dallas down here, about 45 minutes from our office. And it's May 19th from 7 to 9 p.m. I know it's a Thursday evening, but hey, what else you got going on? You need to come and hear some prophecy, give you a lot of updates, teach you a prophecy lesson, what's going on uh, in the world today. And... It's going to be at the Kaufman First Church. The facility is actually the Grace Fellowship Baptist Church. It's at 7650 FM 1388. And that's in Kaufman, Texas. All the information is on our website. I'm reading it off of our website right now. And so go to um, endtime.com, the events tab, conferences, and it's all right there. So 
with that said, I will see you down there next Thursday evening and looking forward to it. Now, let's go straight to the phones. Eddie in Hawaii. God bless Eddie. Welcome to End of the Age. Hey, Dave. It's so wonderful to hear you guys. Uh, I just want to ask a question. The question I have, according to Revelation 19.7, yeah. that the Lamb is come and his wife has made herself ready. What does that mean? And I'll take my answer offline. I love you guys. We're praying for you guys. And God bless you. Thank you, too. God bless you. And we love you as well. So the Revelation 19.7 is the marriage supper of the Lamb. This is the rapture. When you go to... Actually, Revelation 16 reads right over into and finishes in 19. There's two parenthetical chapters in the middle of that. So you have the Battle of Armageddon and the second coming of Jesus Christ in, in, in 16 and 19. Well, right here when you get to Revelation 19, 7, it says, Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to Him. For the marriage of the Lamb is come, and His wife hath made herself ready. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. Fine as the, the linen is the righteousness of the saints. And it says in verse 9, And he said unto me, Right, blessed are they that are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. So this is the rapture. This is the marriage of the Lamb when the bridegroom will come and get his bride. And we will have the marriage supper of the Lamb in the sky. And then we're gathered to Jerusalem to fight on behalf of Israel at the battle of Armageddon. It all happens in one day. It's called the day of the Lord. Our gathering together unto him at his second coming. Now, I know that people have said, well, no, no, wait a minute. The, the marriage supper, uh, the marriage happened uh, all the way back uh, pre-tribulation and that there's a seven-year period and then the Lord will come back with His saints to the battle of Armageddon. I understand that uh, belief system as a pre-tribulation rapture. The fact is, is that the rapture happens after, it's right here, very clear, Revelation 19, you just you brought it up, Eddie, so you started us down this road, and the marriage supper happens, that's, that's 19.7, let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to Him, for the marriage of the Lamb has come. It's right here at the Battle of Armageddon. The Lord only comes back one time, so He comes back, He, get, he comes in the clouds, and He sends His angels to gather the dead in Christ the Bible says the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain will be caught up to meet them in the air. He gathered us from all around the world. And then we will have the marriage supper of the Lamb in the sky and go straight with Him to fight on behalf of Israel at the Battle of Armageddon. There's not a seven-year period in between that. There's no scriptures for that anywhere in the Bible. So we have the, the Lord comes, sends His angels with the great sound of a trumpet, gathers His elect, the dead in Christ, and those that are alive and remain, we go straight right here in verse 9 to the marriage supper of the Lamb and in the sky, and then we go straight with Him to fight on behalf of Israel at the Battle of Armageddon. If you read the rest of chapter 19, that's exactly what it explains. When the Lord will come back, the Antichrist and the false prophet will be cast into the lake of fire. The Lord will call the fowls of the air and the beast of the field to feast on the, the flesh of kings, captains, and mighty men at the Battle of Armageddon when His 
wrath is poured out upon them. All of this happens right there at the same time. The second coming of Jesus Christ and the battle of Armageddon. So that's what um, Revelation 19 verses 7 down through 9 is describing there, Eddie. So thank you for the call and God bless you, my friend. Uh, Let's go to Eugene in New York. God bless you, Eugene. Welcome to End of the Age. Hello, Mr. Baxter. How are we doing today? I'm tremendous. How are you? Great. You know how you told everybody about the dollar bill? Wait, it says one world order. Yes, sir. On it? Yes. The bottom? Right. Well, on the twenty dollar bill, I don't know I don't know if you know this or not, but if you fold it the right way, you could see the Twin Towers going up, mm-hmm. and the right side of it shows you the Pentagon showing up, going up. I've had, I've had people send me pictures of that, uh, and I've seen stuff on the Internet about that. Um, you know, I, I don't know what to say about that one, per se, uh, as much as I do know that the Novus Ordo Seclorum and the ribbon under the pyramid on the dollar bill... Yeah. Um, could it be true? Possibly. Uh, I simply am not uh, studied up on that enough, Eugene, to even comment no. on it. Yeah. It's on the computer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If you look up how to form a $200 bill, it will show you. To see the Twin Towers, it will show you. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. I've had many people send it to me over the years. And, uh, you know, I mean, hey, if anybody's got any $20 bills, you want to check it out, what Eugene's saying if you fold it just right, you can see that. So probably want to check that out. All right. All right. Well, thank you. Thank right. you very much. Thank you much, Eugene. God bless you, my friend. Uh, let's go to Jennifer right here in Texas. God bless Jennifer. Welcome to End of the Age. God bless you, David. Um, Dave, I was calling about the One World Order and America's place or hopefully not place in that. Yeah. I know you've spoken before about how we won't, you don't. The Bible doesn't seem to indicate that the eagle's wings that we will be involved with the one world order. Right. And the question kind of came to me: What if that's because we don't exist as the U.S. anymore? What is? Is there something to, that notes that we are in existence at yeah. that time? Yes. Because you know, really don't want to be part of that world one world order, but. I uh, just didn't know if our country was no longer called America and we were under somebody else's domain at that time. Yeah. If you, so the world government prophecy is given in Revelation 13, verses 1 through 3. And if you jump back one chapter to Revelation 12, the Bible mm-hmm. says that... So in, in end-time Bible prophecy, the eagle, the eagle's wings, that's the United States of America. The Bible says that those entities in Daniel 7 were symbolic of nations that would be on the earth and in power at this time of the second coming of Jesus Christ. So, if you jump back one chapter from Revelation 13, Revelation 12, 14, the Bible says mm-hmm. that, um, well, there's a war in heaven in Revelation 12. The Bible says that, Revelation 12, 14, that Israel is carried away on the wings of a great eagle where she is nourished in her place for time, times, and half a times, which is the final three and one half years uh, prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ which is the Great Tribulation. So that lets okay. us know. Yeah, that lets us know that we will not be mentioned in the world governing body, will not be part of that, and that we will stand with Israel all the way to the end. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That is 
comforting to know yes. that, um, that that is indeed the case. Okay. Yeah. I, I knew I maybe I missed it. Really appreciate you clarifying that. Absolutely. Thank you so much. All right. God bless appreciate you, my it. friend. You yep. have a good weekend. Um, God bless and you. you too. The thing is, everybody, is that I know that it does not look like the world government will not be implemented here in the United States and uh, the, world, the mark of the beast. We don't believe the mark of the beast will be fully implemented here. And there are a lot of things that are actually pointing in that direction. The Federal Reserve, with the aid of the Biden administration looking into a central bank digital currency, they would, have, they would get control of our money. Now, I think there would be a huge uprising before that happens. I mean, if we just allow that to happen in our country and move off of the dollar bill and go to a complete digital currency and go cashless and all of that, wow. I mean, they would, they would, they would control the reins. I've got an article that I was going to go through today. I know I'll never get there because I've got a full bank of callers, but I had an article I was going to go through today about that central bank digital currency and the World Economic Forum has now just put out a list of things that they want to do by 2026 that would completely transform the world. And they said that these central bank digital currencies could completely transform our the, the way we function in society with money. Well, that's absolutely true. Because the central bank digital currencies are talking about the programmability of the central bank digital currencies. It would be like a social credit score. They could say whether you had access to your account, whether you had access to your money, if your mindset is in the right place. And, or if you're following along with the edicts of the government. And so it is a very dangerous thing. The reason that they want to really oversee Bitcoin and all these other cryptocurrencies and create their own central bank digital currency is because... The Bitcoin is not centralized. They can't control that. But they can control the central bank digital currency. So, wow, I, 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 we went down that rabbit trail. But the thing is, it's very important that we understand that there are still people, there are still very influential people here in the United States that are anti-world government and that are pro-America. A lot of people. I mean, i.e., Look at Joe Biden's crowds when he was having these, um, when he would have a, a, a public speech. I mean, what he had, uh, maybe 100 or 200 people there. Well, when Donald Trump had one, he was having tens of thousands of people there. Well, those tens of thousands of people all across the United States were America first. And yet, Everybody knew kind of what Joe Biden was going to do because he was in the Biden-Obama administration. Well, now he's doing those things, but on steroids now. And so, um, man, I mean, I know we could stay here all day, but the thing is, we still serve a God. Maybe we needed a Trump-Biden administration to really wake America up. I think that's one of the things the Trump administration did. He woke America up to the corruption that was going on in the past several administrations, especially the Obama administration, and now the Obama, the uh, the Biden, the Biden administration. The corruption is unbelievable, and now it's all covered back up. It was being exposed during Trump, but now it's all being put back under the blanket, right? 
sweep that under the rug and everybody shh, shh, shh. Now we've got the disinformation governance board, the DGB, and they want to be able to push their agendas and their false narratives, but to make sure that you can't say anything about it. As Americans, and we're supposed to have freedom of speech, but yet they're trying to do away with that. And so I don't, at the end of the day, I'm serving the Lord who created this old world we're living on, and I'm trusting in Him. But I think there will be a time when there's a huge uprising in America. I I believe we're going to have a spiritual revival. I think we'll move off of that. Uh, We're really the last bastion of freedom on the planet, if you look at it. I've traveled everywhere. I study this stuff. And there are people, Europe is in a huge turmoil right now because they're wanting people, the nations to yield more sovereignty, more sovereignty to Brussels. So we'll have to see how it all plays out here in America. But I believe we're going to stand with Israel against the world government all the way throughout the end time. Revelation chapter 12, verse 14. Thank you for the call. Uh, let's go to John in Tennessee. God bless John. Welcome to End of the Age. Good afternoon, Dave. I have a bit of a question and a comment about yeah. the uh, new laws that some of the states are trying to pass legalizing abortion yep. in the event that Roe versus Wade is completely overturned. And it seems to be a bit of a problem in my mind that the same people who try to tell us that a fetus is nothing more than some tissue often have and continue to charge people who murder or attempt to murder a pregnant woman with two deaths. Absolutely. So either they don't believe that the fetus is a just a tissue, and they say they know it's a child, and they don't care, or they clear forgot that they're charging people with two deaths in the murder of a pregnant woman, yeah. and including the death of the child. So it really seems obvious that this is a a, a devil run force trying to make people willingly. Uh, engaging in the sin of taking innocent blood. Yes, yeah, and absolutely. so it it seems a little weird that they haven't tried to change those laws. And if they did, they're going to have to back up and retry many millions of dollars worth of trials. Yeah, to take people out of having committed that second murder. Yeah, you know, John, there there's some of these things. Well, man, I'm going to come up to a break. Uh, I tell you I what, John, I'll give you, my, uh, I'll give you my answer when we come back from the break here. All right, sounds great. And the thing is, everybody, I want to make sure you remember that next Thursday evening, we'll be down in Kaufman for a prophecy conference. Join me down there. Me and my wife will be down there. And uh, all of the information is on our website, endtime.com, under the events and conferences tab. Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, End-time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. 
When you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99, you can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the Prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, and Could School Choice Save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, The Unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. So, to John's question, comment about abortion, if you have to step back and really look at what's going on with abortion in America, and this goes right along with my opening dialogue here, pushing God out of America. Let me ask you a question, everybody listening today. Let me ask you a question. Would Jesus Christ advocate for abortion? Absolutely not. If you understand anything about the Bible, God would never advocate for abortion. The Bible says there are six things that God hates and seven are an abomination unto Him. One of them is the shedding of innocent blood. How much more innocent can you get than to be a baby inside a mother's womb? You've never even taken your first breath yet. And so, if you look at this, the Bible says when they knew God, but they would not acknowledge Him as God. Push God out of our society. We don't want God in our society. We don't want to talk about Judeo-Christian principles. We want to push our own agendas here in America. And that's what the abortion issue is. It's an agenda that's being pushed. When you push God out, anything is possible. John was asking, why don't they pass laws against this and all The fact of the matter is, is when you move off of God and the Bible, then anything is possible. To understand the mindset of people who would push abortion, I can't even understand the mindset of that. Because it's totally against the will of God, it's against humanity, it's against... But when they started abortion... You, you've got to understand, people that are talking about abortion, the ones that are pushing the agendas, they're into population control. They are into, um, they make money off abortions. It's not a woman's right to choose. I, I know that that's the big thing that's put out in the news. This is a, a, a President Obama, um, Biden says it all the time, that we need to protect a woman's right to choose. The thing is, is that, President Biden could care less about your right to choose. 
if that was the case, and he was really loved America and wanted to see America first, he would be lowering the inflation rates, lowering the, uh, lowering the um, gas prices. I mean, he would let us drill oil, a lot of that stuff. They don't really care about Americans. That's all propaganda lies. And I know I'm getting kind of political here, but this is what we're living through. So when it comes to abortion, it's not about a woman's right to choose. They could care less about that. It's pushing their agendas, population control. People are making millions and millions of dollars on abortion. And there's, there's many other agendas that are being pushed through that. And so it's not a woman's right to choose because it's, the woman is not a choosing for her body. A baby inside of her is not her body. There's two heartbeats. Which heartbeat are you going to stop? The mother's or another heartbeat that's inside of you? And so, yeah, I mean, we could go down the abortion road all day, but I'm saying when you move off of Scripture and push God out of society, anything is possible, and we're watching that happening right now in America. So, um, wow, what, what a travesty. That is. The whole thing is, if everybody would move back to the Bible and put that as their moral compass, it would change it. It would, it would solve all of this. But people, people, by and large, are not looking towards Scripture and what a travesty that is. Uh, I should say, most of our leaders. I think America, as a rule, is a Christian nation. But a lot of people simply won't stand up. Um, and, and speak about it. They just, you know, there's just a few people in America that have a very loud voice. And they're the ones that are getting things done. I mean, let's just face it. Okay, let's go back to the phones. Sam in Texas. God bless Sam. Welcome to End of the Age. Hey, David. You know, on privacy, I'm so glad that you guys are around because I have nobody to talk to about this. But sure. I was wondering that the end times, it's said, and then there's no, no, no prayers, no who's president, who's not president. It's not going to change anything that's already written in the Bible. It's going to happen the way it's going to happen, when it's going to happen, how it's going to happen. And the only thing left is how we react to what's going to happen. Sure. Or there's some variables that would change stuff that's written in the Bible. Yeah, yeah so uh, it was. is that your question? or? Yeah, yeah. Is there anything that, that happened that would... would sure. That we would have to rewrite the Bible. I, I got it's you. It's not going to happen. Yeah, so yeah. the thing is, Sam, we are not going to write, rewrite the Bible. At the end yeah. of the day, the, the prophecies are set. The Word of God is set in stone. And so we will... The prophecies are all going to come to pass. Now, the players will change. And, you know, Joe Biden's going to be off the scene here in a little while, and somebody else is going to be president. Pope Francis is going to be off the scene. Somebody else will be Pope. I mean, the, the players have changed all along, but the prophecies have still come to pass in intricate detail. So, yes, there's going to be a world government. There's going to be a world religion. There's going to be a mark of the beast. Um, but it doesn't have to happen here in America. If you understand the prophecies of the Bible, that's why the prophecy about America early on was good, because there will be nations that escape out of the hand of the Antichrist. The nation of Jordan, Daniel uh, eleven um, forty one says uh, at forty one forty two says that these shall escape out, escape out of his hands. Edom, Moab, and Ammon. So that's the country of Jordan. Israel will escape out of the hands of the Antichrist. 
because you don't attack a nation that you're already in full, of, full control of, right? There would be no sense yeah. in that. But the Israel will stand against the United Nations and against the Antichrist all the way to the end. A lot of people have said, well, um, the Jews will accept the Antichrist as the Messiah. I, I don't believe that. Because the Antichrist is going to come on the scene... The Jews are going to want to build a third temple and to resume sacrifices, right? The Antichrist is going to come on the scene and he's going to cease those sacrifices and claim to be God himself. So some may, but I don't think the majority of them will accept him as the Messiah. I think that Israel is going to fight against him all the way to the end and the United States is another one. That's the third one that I can prove scripturally will stand with Israel against the Antichrist all the way through. So, like you said, Sam, the prophecies are set in stone. It's our reaction. Me, as a Christian individual, my goal on earth is not to come against the world government. My goal is to establish God's kingdom here on the earth. And that is to win souls, prepare people for His second coming in Jesus Christ. That's my goal Our efforts to teach Bible prophecy is to show you how close we are to the second coming to put a sense of urgency in you to prepare you for that day. That's the main goal. That's our number one goal here at End Time Ministries. Yeah, and not to take the mark. Right, right. Yep. Yeah. Amen, brother. All right, thanks. All right, Sam. God bless you, my friend. You have a great weekend. Uh, Let's go to Charles in Mississippi. God bless Charles. Welcome to End of the Age. Hey, Charles, are you there? Okay, let's go up to O.C. in Tennessee. God bless O.C. Welcome to End of the Age. I'm uh, glad I could call in. I listen to the show quite often. I have a question. Sure. About Matthew 24, 14 mm-hmm. and its relation to um, the Great Commission in 28, 19. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, go ahead. Do you think? Do you think witnessing to all the nations um, and making disciples is the same thing? And do you think all nations need to be witnessed to before the abomination of desolation happens? Yeah. So the Bible actually—that's actually what it's saying right here. Matthew twenty-eight nineteen. Jesus said, "Go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, and then teach in verse twenty-nine, teach them to observe all the things that I've taught you." you know, during the time that him and the disciples were together. And that's, of course, goes into the gospel and everything else. Well, Matthew 24, 14, it's the exact same thing. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, then shall the end come. And, like you said, it's right there before 15, because Jesus said, When you therefore shall see the abomination spoken of by the prophet Daniel, whoso readeth, let him understand. So, it appears... It is the same thing because there's only one gospel to preach. There's only one message. Jesus and the apostles and the true church. Notice I said true church of Jesus Christ in the end time. They all preach the same message. The gospel of the kingdom of God. And that's what Jesus was telling them to preach in Matthew 28, 19. This is exactly what he's talking about here in Matthew 24, 14. And will it be preached unto all nations? Absolutely. The, the church organization that I'm a part of, that I'm a licensed minister in, we have 
evangelist, I think it's like in 200 nations, and it's being preached. I, I get contacted from people literally all over the world contacting us about our uh, ministry, about what we teach, different things in the Bible. And so I believe that by the time we get to this point, most nations will have had a, um, you know, somebody has ministered to them in some form or fashion. The Bible says time and chance happens to all people. And so just like if Jesus prophesied it here in Matthew 24, 14, I believe 110% that it will in fact come to pass. So do you, do you think that the abomination of desolation is the same thing as the desolation in Luke 21 and 20? Is that also the same thing? Yeah, so let me make sure I got you the right one here so we can bring everybody in on our conversation. Luke 21, 20. And we sh- when yes. you shall see the Jerusalem compassed about with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is nigh. Okay, so when you go to Luke 21... There's a transition there where it goes back 2,000 years. And I know that that, because that's the only way we can really explain this right here. It, in, in, in verse 21, it says, Let them which be in Judea flee in the mountains. Let them in the midst depart there out of, uh, depart out, and let them not go into their countries or enter there into. Let me keep reading because I want to make sure you get it. Because there's a point here I want to get to. For these days, these are the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. But woe unto them that are with child, to them that give suck in those days. For there shall be great distress in the land and wrath upon the people. And they shall fall by the edge of the sword. They shall be led away captive into all nations. Now this is the difference, um, O.C., because in the, with the abomination of desolation that Jesus spoke of, He said, let them which be in, the, in uh, Judea flee into the mountains but they're going to flee into Israel proper. They're not going to be scattered among all the nations because God is bringing people, bringing Israel back into the land of Israel right now. And he, he will do that all the way to the end. But this is going back and talking about when Jerusalem was compassed about with armies and they were destroyed back 2,000 years ago and that they would be led captive into all the nations. It's two different scenarios. And then it jumps back to... 2,000 years to Luke 21, 25, to the point where just ahead of us now. Now, I know that sounds... So one one is a type in 70 A.D. um, of the uh, um, Jewish-Roman War. That's correct. And the other is uh, in the future. Yeah, the other one is when the anti... The Matthew 24 abomination of desolation is when the Antichrist will stand in a Jewish temple claiming to be God. Okay. Yeah, two different things. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. God bless, my friend. Okay, everybody, well... We're coming up on our last segment. I'm going to go straight back to the phones. Uh, i got a full bank of callers here, and I'll try to get to every single one of you by the end of the program. Uh, I want to say God bless each and every one. They're great questions, and you see why this is the most popular day of the week. Open line. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began the ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Roberts. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. 
we survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. All right, let's go straight back to the phones. Monica in Wyoming. God bless Monica. Welcome to End of the Age. Hi, good afternoon, uh, Brother Dave. How are you doing? I'm doing tremendous. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I was a little shocked. I thought maybe you would talk about it. Maybe you're not sure about it, but I'd definitely like to inform you or your listeners. Um, Back in January 18th uh, this year, the Biden administration did this in the dark. They went ahead and uh, submitted some amendments Mm -hmm. to uh, the pandemic treaty that was established back in 2005 with the World Health Organization. So, yeah, they went ahead and submitted uh, to, to give up sovereignty for the United States. So, um, this year, uh, in this month, May, the 22nd and the 28th in yeah. Geneva, Switzerland, they're going to be having the 75th World Health Assembly, and they're going to be voting on, um, on, on the pandemic treaty. And the Biden administration is, is handing over sovereignty. They, yeah. they decided they're going to hand over sovereignty. Um, 43 other countries, including Canada and the, United, and Canada and the U.K., are going to give up their sovereignty too to the H to the WHO, the World Health Organization, right. which we all know is kind of controlled by the CCP. So, it, if this happens and they vote on that and that and that goes through, that means they can. We have no sovereignty anymore. The United States, we we don't call the shot. Uh, they they can declare a pandemic and have us locked down in our houses like they're doing to the people in China. Yeah. Well, no. Um, so I know. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, the, um, I, I saw this on another platform. I'm not going to say what, but I saw it on another platform, and it is a worthwhile you know, truth platform. They said for everybody to just go, go ahead and contact your senators. And they yeah. were saying that a lot of the Republicans, were con- people were contacting their, Repub- their Republican senators, and the people that were answering the phone, they didn't even hear about it. Like yeah. I said, the Biden administration is trying, trying to slip this under the rug. A lot of people don't know about it. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I totally agree. It was a, it's actually on my list to talk about today if I didn't have any callers. And because, okay. yeah, I'm very, very aware of it, and it's actually not all of our national sovereignty. It would appear like that, but it's the national sovereignty over the healthcare, America's health care system, which would allow part. them to implement lockdowns and things like that without us being able to do anything about it. No, I totally agree with you. And, and what you're saying is absolutely true. Um, and we do need to call our senators and things about that because we don't want them to do that. And like you say, it's been swept under the rug like everything else. Right. Uh, it's and very time there, sensitive. Yeah, there are a lot of articles. One great article about this, if you want to read about it, because there's no way I'm going to have time to go through it today, is from America Out Loud. Um, Steve Bannon just had Michelle... <laughs> Um, uh, that's where um, I got my information from. I didn't want to say it, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I no, I don't, that's, I don't have a problem with that. He just had a an interview with, I'm trying to think of her name, Michelle, Michelle, uh, Bachman. Michelle Bachman. Michelle Bachman from Regents. Yeah, yeah from Michelle Regents Bachman. University. Yeah, and mm-hmm. she told about it, and she said that this is actually one huge step towards a world government uh, yielding up our sovereignty to the World Health Organization because the World Health Organization 
is specifically designed to govern the health um, the um, the healthcare system of the planet. But what it's all about, it's really about control. They do not care if a pandemic kills everybody in America. I'm just telling you, I know that's a strong statement. But when you get these people, they're into population control. I mean, who knows but what the pandemic wasn't by grand design. And so that's, I understand what you're saying, and I think a lot more people than you think know about it because I have had a lot of people sending me really? a plethora okay. of emails saying, Dave, are you guys aware of this? Well, I've known about it. Doug knew about it, and uh, we've been studying it, and I actually had it on, the prog- on my list today to, do, uh, to go over to make sure everybody knew about it, but I've had people emailing me about it for several days now. Well, I heard about it two days ago, and you popped into my head immediately. I was like, oh, my God, i gotta, oh, yeah. I got to call him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> i got to yeah. call the show. Very aware of it. And uh, okay. if, if <laughs> what I, I, I was on a program last night with a guy named Pete Santilli in Cincinnati, Ohio. We talked about this, and I told him, I said, really, we, you know, people need to call their senators and say, hey, I do not want you to vote on this. Don't, make sure we shoot this thing down. Um, and But I really want to see, you know, I mean, there's only so much we can do because if the, it, it, Joe Biden is such a globalist, I don't think people realize everything that he's done to already yield up much of our sovereignty. And I he's think, he, think, he's a complete advocate. Wanted, I'm sorry. Go ahead. He's a complete advocate for world government. You understand the destruction to our country that's coming from an open border. Joe Biden could <laughs> close that border tomorrow morning if he wanted to. You understand the damage that he's doing to America because of high gas prices, and he's depleting our um, energy reserve. But yet he could turn it all around tomorrow morning if he just said, okay, boys, open up the, the, the oil rigs and start drilling like there's no tomorrow. Under the Trump administration, we were exporting energy resources. Now, a year and a half later, everything's being depleted. So... It's really a travesty. It's agenda-driven. I totally understand what you're saying, and I totally agree. We need to call our senators, and we need to say, hey, we do not want you handing over our sovereignty to the World Health Organization. And we'll see how it goes. Um, The problem is, is I hope they have to go through the Senate, to go through the Congress. Because if he can do it without that, he would hand over all of our sovereignty. We'll just have to see what happens. I believe that he can. I was reading yeah. another article, and I was believe, and, and I, I believe it was saying something like they only have to have so many votes. I, I, yeah, I mean many. it's a travesty what's happening, um, and yeah, I mean I, I think we should call our senators and things and say, hey, don't do this. But honestly, I'm not so I'm sure it's even going to go before him. Yeah. I'm right with the Lord, and I'm waiting for Him to come back. And Amen. I want to take I'm with as many you. people as many people with me as I can in Jesus' name. All right, Monica. Well, thank you for the call. Um, and me and Doug and Vince, we'll keep you guys up to date on it. I was gonna I was gonna go through it today. I knew I wouldn't have time probably, but um, we'll probably talk about it next week. God bless, Brother Dave. Right. God bless you, my friend. You have a great weekend. Let's go to Rhonda in Iowa. Um, God bless Rhonda. Welcome to End of the Age. Hi, Dave. Just a quick question. I'll take the answer offline. Sure. Um, just uh, need some clarifications. Throughout the Bible and scriptures, it talks about the wings of the eagle, yeah. and it refers to God. Mm-hmm. But yet, in the passage where you're saying 
Yeah. It's the United States that's going to be protecting Israel. Yes. Just um, wondering what I'm missing and how I'm not connecting it up. Sure. Um, are you going to hang with me here or are you going to go off the line? Yep, I'm going to go off the line. Thank okay. you. God bless you. Have a great weekend. So what happens is, I understand, I, I understand about the, the passages in Scripture where it talks about that um, God took the children of Israel, Israel out of Egypt on the wings of eagles, as the wings of eagles. Um, I'm totally aware with all of, that, of all of that. However, when you move off into Bible prophecy and what will happen at just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ, these nations in Daniel 7 that Daniel was given a vision of, he specifically says that there would be a lion with eagle's wings, a bear, a four-headed leopard, a ten-horned beast. The lion with eagle's wings. The, eagle, the lion is the modern-day nation of Great Britain. The eagle's wings are the modern-day nation of the United States. Daniel said, I beheld till the wings thereof were plucked, to make stand upon the feet as a man, and a man's heart was given to it. It's a modern-day nation of the United States. I know a lot of people say the United States is not mentioned in the Bible, but it absolutely is. So in end-time Bible prophecy, the eagle's wings are symbolic of the United States of America. Okay, there was a tra- There's a transition there. When you get to Daniel 7... He's prophesying about the, what, eagle, what the eagle's wings will represent in the end time. Okay, so when you go to Revelation 13, the same animal symbols are used on the world governing body. It, the, Bible, the Bible says it had the body of the leopard, the feet of the bear, the mouth of the lion, the ten horns of the ten horn kingdom. That's symbolic of the nations that would be federalized from Daniel 7 that would be part of the world governing body in the end time. The eagle's wings are not mentioned there. They're mentioned in Daniel 7, but they're not mentioned in Revelation 13. Well, when you go back one chapter to Revelation 12, 14, it says that after the, when the war in heaven happens, Satan will be bound to the earth. He persecutes the woman, which is with, the woman with 12 stars around her head, is Israel. And he says that Israel is, is carried away on the wings of a great eagle, the United States, where she is nursed in her place for time, times half a time. The United States, now you say, well, oh, it's just a coincidence that the Israel's best ally on the planet is the United States, symbolic of the eagle. We have used our veto power 40 plus times since the 70s to protect Israel against the world governing body, the eagle's wings. So you can see that scenario playing out that we will stand with and protect Israel all the way throughout the end time. The Bible specifically says during the time of the Great Tribulation and that we will stand with her against them. Now, that's why it is is not really shocking to me, but I'm just saying that the, the Obama administration trying to weaken our veto power at the United Nations, it makes no sense. But... He's a globalist, so now I know why he's doing that. However, that, that's a whole other conversation. But at the end of the day, the eagle's wings, there's a transition. And we are specifically mentioned in Daniel 7 that in the end time, the eagle's wings would be symbolic of the modern day nation of the United States, which was not even on the earth back 2,500 years ago when Daniel was here. So it's a miraculous prophecy that we have seen take place over the last you know, what, 200 and plus years uh, that the United States has been established. So, hope that clarifies that for you. 
and of course, God would have his hands upon them as well. But it's talking about specifically the eagle's wings protecting Israel against the world governing body. This is very important. The Israel will be allowed at the Battle of Armageddon to come down, or the, the world governing armies will be allowed to come down against Israel to battle at the end time. And so it's not necessarily God being the eagle's wings protecting them against the world governing body. Because something has to happen. Now God could. God's going to come back and destroy those armies at the time of the Battle of Armageddon. But many in Israel will have been destroyed by that point. Israel by and large right now is in rebellion against God. And Israel is getting ready to trade land for peace. And God's going to judge them for doing that. So you've got to understand the mindset of Israel. He did gather them all back into Israel. And he is, he's going to turn back to Israel during that final seven-year period. However, there will be people, if they... Just like all throughout the Bible, when Israel disobeyed God and started a whoring after other gods and doing things themselves, God had to judge them. Now, when the Lord comes back, plants His feet on the Mount of Olives, the Bible says all of Israel will be saved at that point. But there will be many that will be killed during the Great Tribulation and during the Battle of Armageddon. And so we need to understand the difference in all these things but the United States during the final three and one half years will have protected Israel. So uh, I guess we beat that horse to death. But I mean, that's just, you know, without having a, a lot more time to really go into depth into all of that, that's what happens in the end time. Um, and a lot of people will be destroyed in Israel. And I hate to even talk about that because I love the nation of Israel. I love the people of Israel. But we've got to face the fact that if you disobey God and you turn against God and you completely go off into, uh, you know, trade land for peace. God has never condoned that. And so um, that's the scenarios that will play out throughout the end time. Wow, man, that time got away from us. God bless everybody. Y'all have a great weekend. I'll see you next Thursday in Kaufman. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463, or visit us online at endtime.com.